Hey, it's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off another week here. You can bring up absolutely anything, as always. Our number is open for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up here tonight, Los Angeles police ignore a robbery in progress in favor of playing video games. Uh, Plus, what happens when you ask Alexa for a challenge? What does Alexa tell you to do? Uh, Bonnie's got a story about that. But to start things out, we do have a quick update on the tennis star, Novak Djokovic, who's apparently the number one tennis star in the world. Uh, I don't follow tennis. I don't tend to follow sports at all, but uh, that's who this guy is. That's the one with the goalies, right? The goalies? Yeah. That's a joke, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I guess technically in tennis, wouldn't like both players be the goalie? Yeah, I guess. Guarding their own side. Yeah. Uh, jo- uh, Djokovic is back. The net's in the wrong place. He's he's out of the uh, detention facility. They had taken this guy. He had tried to go into Australia for the Australian Open, which he's you know, played in some number of times. He was the number one champ there, I guess, last year. So he's... He's returning to defend his title. Okay. And uh, they stopped him and they said, you got to be vaccinated or you have to show us that you are exempt medically. And the government guys uh, did not accept whatever it was that he said. Of course they didn't. It's and Australia. They went ahead and said, well, uh, you're not going to be able to be let in. So they're, you know, so there. And he said, well, I'm challenging this. And they said, okay, well, you can stay here in this hotel, which is actually a detention facility run by, I presume, the state, because they're feeding people food, apparently, with maggots uh, crawling through Oh, my it. God. So this was a... Re- this was The report about the maggots came from previous, so it wasn't Djokovic who got the maggot food, but it's a uh, immigration detention facility. It used to be like a four-star hotel. Not anymore. Uh, but... Uh, not under government yeah, care. Not under government... Right. So they, uh, they hold immigrant detainees at this hotel, apparently, and that's where they're keeping him. So we were just kind of reading about this particular facility and what people were, you know, protesting about it. At that point, I would just be like, okay, let me go back to wherever I came from because I'm not staying in this hotel. And I just think that anybody who was paying attention would still be like, okay, Novak Joe. Javik hasn't been challenged and he's still the best tennis player because they decided to play some kind of open in Australia where it's locked down where nobody can go. So, Well, uh, the other players that are vaccinated are obviously going to be there. But yeah, but they're not playing against him, so it's not you know, an insult to him. What do you mean? Well, it's, he has I mean, to defend if, his title. Th- I'm just saying I wouldn't feel like I had to defend my title. Put it somewhere else. If you want Novak Djokovic to play, <laughs> then you're going to have to get it out of Australia. Something similar to that actually happened in the chess world back in like the early 2000s or the late 90s or something when Gary Kasparov was champion. He was mm-hmm. like, hey, this whole organization, I think it was FIDE. I don't remember now because it's mm-hmm. been 20 years since I cared about it that much. He was like, this whole organization is corrupt and I'm not defending my title anymore. So I'm creating this new organization. He made a competi- uh, competing organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he oh. took his world championship with him to the to the degree that he never actually nice. had to defend it within huh. their little tournament rules or whatever. Well, but, I mean, to, to your point, Bonnie, I don't think they can take the Australian Open out of Australia. I mean, that's kind of their oh. thing, I guess, there. So given that he wants to defend his title, he uh, he went and, you know, he's rich, right? He's a winner. So he's probably got plenty of attorneys who are willing to help him out sure and they fought this thing and apparently according to the associated press he is uh he's won his legal battle to stay in australia 
and play the Australian Open after his exemption from strict coronavirus vaccine rules was questioned. But the government is still threatening to cancel his visa and deport him. So just because he's won this step in the game doesn't mean that there aren't a bunch of angry bureaucrats who are mad that the courts ruled against them and are going to extract whatever kind of vengeance they can against this guy. I just feel like he shouldn't be like rewarding Australia with his presence. Yeah, his presence. Yeah, no, I agree. I get people where you're get to from. go to a game. I assume people are allowed to leave the house and go to the game. Well, and only so. if you're vaccinated, I presume. Okay, the the vaccinated people get to go to a game and see him just because he, you know, decided to fight it instead of saying, nope, you guys can, if you're going to do this to me, I'm leaving. Yeah, that would definitely be the principled, strong position to take. Uh, we don't know this person. We don't, I don't think he's spoken publicly about this um, at this point, so we don't know what his motivations are. No, but I mean, if he's one of the top tennis players in the world, then then why does the dude need to be vaccinated against a cold? Mm. You know, right? So He'll probably pull through it. I, I suspect that's probably where he's coming from. He's like, hey, I'm in great physical shape. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not going to die of this thing. So why should I have to get this injection? And to be fair, I can't put myself in the mindset of caring that much about sports. So I guess to people that care that much. Well, I don't care about sports, but this is interesting because it's Australia and we've no, been mean, following along with what the tyranny has been on the rise. In I mean, Australia. as much as Jojovic cares to go defend his title, I would just yeah, say, as I, far as I'm concerned, I'm the champion until someone comes to somewhere where people are allowed to beat me. Right, where but, I'm allowed to be. Yeah, but... Yeah. That Again, that would be the principled position to take, um, but you can't expect sports stars to be particularly principled. Yeah, I presume they are in it for whatever kind of glory. I don't know and if money. it's the money uh, as well. But the uh, unvaccinated tennis star was released after being confined to an immigration hotel for four nights. Federal Circuit Court Judge Anthony Kelly reinstated Djokovic's visa, which was pulled after his arrival last week because officials said he didn't qualify for an exemption to a rule that all non-citizens be fully vaccinated. Djokovic's lawyers say that since he recently recovered from COVID-19, he doesn't need to be inoculated. And, and, And there's plenty of doctors who will point out that if you have actually beaten COVID-19, then you don't want the vaccine because it has actually, especially if you're a male, more likely to trigger side effects like dangerous right. myocarditis, heart attack kind of side effects. And that's one of the things that the Robert Malone guy said in the interview with Joe Rogan. He said there's over 140 studies that have been done that show clearly it is dangerous to get the vaccine after you've already beaten COVID-19. You don't do that with any other um disease no the judge ruled that Djokovic had not been given enough time to speak to his lawyers before the decision was made and ordered the government to release him from the melbourne quarantine hotel where he was held so it sounds like it was a technicality uh that uh, that got him out of this but government lawyer christopher tran told the judge the immigration minister will quote consider whether to exercise a personal power of cancellation Unquote. Yeah, Australia has no constitution That's or anything correct. or bill of rights or anything, right? So they can, wow. the Australian government can just do whatever it wants. I mean, our government gang here can do what they want. That's but true. They do have to like play as though they've got this constitution, you know, over top of them. But you're right, in Australia, they don't even have that. Um, and so basically, you know, they're they're just pointing out, okay, well, we didn't get you with this little trick of our vaccine mandate, so now we're just going to exercise our bureaucratic power. You know, they haven't done it yet, but they're threatening to. Like, we're going to show you, Djokovic. How so dare you? When is the Australian Open that he's there for? I know last week they said it was in less than 10 days, so mm-hmm. I'm going to guess it's coming up this weekend. That's just my guess. 
Well, at least he had time to, you know, get there, fight the government, and hopefully <laughs> compete in this thing. The back and forth has caused a furor in Australia. But I'm confused now. Uh, the article suggests he's not a non-citizen, so why would he be competing in the... He is in, a non-citizen. So why would he be competing in the Australian Open? What? Tennis has the... They do this. Like, the stars go all over the world. So it's not like football where there's the nfl and only people in the u.s are playing and they just play inside the united states tennis stars go all over the place he's serbian right from serbia i think so something like that yeah serbia so yeah if you've the only reason i know this is because when i grew up my mom was a tennis uh, fan so i've seen quite a bit of uh, tennis being played and they play all over the world and the stars fly all over for it tennis rules confuse me (laughs) but like the extent of my knowledge about tennis comes from like mario tennis so I'm not an expert. I just like the noise when a tennis ball hits the ground. Many initially decried the news that Djokovic, who'd been a vocal skeptic of vaccines, so I guess he has spoken out uh, against them, had received an, an exemption to strict rules to compete in Melbourne. Many felt that he, whose court documents say is not inoculated, was being given special treatment since Australians who aren't vaccinated tough, uh, face tough travel and quarantine restrictions. And ultimately, that is the most important thing to point out here is, yeah, this guy is absolutely getting uh, special treatment. Yeah, He's a star. He's also got attorneys. Yep. The average Australian won't. And that makes a difference. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. Meanwhile, people in the Northern Territories are on a lockdown. uh, uh, If you're unvaccinated, you cannot leave your house. You can't even leave for exercise. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us and share your thoughts. We'll go to China for a crackdown next. It is Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. We'll be in the studio tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. And Bitcoin.com is a great source to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And you can just click on Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com and you'll find some introductory videos there where you'll learn some of the basics because there is a little bit of a learning curve. You know, you do have to get your mind wrapped around some new concepts like decentralization. You don't have to know how cryptocurrency works, though, to know that it works well, that it does what it says it's going to do. And that is it allows you to transfer value from one human to another uh, across the planet within a matter of moments. So, yeah, I don't fully understand how it works either. Yeah, I'm not a crypto cryptographer. Yeah, you know, I don't. I could not begin to comp uh, to process whatever mathematics are involved in securing this particular network. But I am certain that it's secure, and the, one of the reasons why I am certain it's secure is because it's open source. And when something is open source, as far as its code is available to the entire world for auditing purposes, people can whoever has the you know the coding chops can look at it. And they can dig in as deep as they want to and see if there's any nasty backdoors. Nobody has hacked it. like that. Yeah, no one uh, has successfully hacked Bitcoin. Not nobody, our co-host, but no one. Uh, And by the way, we do have a a nobody quote coming up here tonight as well. Uh, One of the haters in the YouTube chat calling himself Bitcoin is a scam, of course, pointing out that Bitcoin's price has been falling. As though, oh, that, no. you know, as though that that means something. It means it's on sale. Yeah. I mean, it, all you got to do is look at the history of Bitcoin and you can see that there's a series of peaks and, you know, dips and peaks and dips. And we're in one of those dips right now. Yeah. Two years ago, it was what, like $7,000 around this point. And last year, I don't remember what it was at, but 
Last year, I think it probably was maybe around here, maybe it a little higher. It was lower, and I only know because Captain said he was feeling kind of bad, so he looked at what it was a year ago, and it was like 25% lower, so then he felt a lot better. But well, I mean, this thing, it goes up and down. Yeah. I'm confident that it's going to reverse this trajectory and climb back up to a new all-time high, because that's what Bitcoin does. It always reaches a new all-time high. And then it always drops back down. Yeah. yeah. In the summer, it got down to, I'm pretty sure, the 20,000s, if not the low 30,000s. And then it reached an all-time high in, I think, November of 60,000. Yeah, it was around $68,000. I'm actually mm-hmm. looking at a three-month uh, chart here on the uh, handy Bitcoin ticker widget app for Android, which is very, very handy. So I can just hit three-month in one year. And uh, three months ago, or it's right now, it's down 26% from where it was three months ago. Which, uh, I mean, which... It is painful to hear that. Yeah, it's a big drop. Even Uh, though it doesn't mean anything to me at the moment, just because I value the ideas of cryptocurrency and I want Bitcoin to be successful, it's unfortunate to hear. And uh, compared to a year ago, it's up 20%. However, a year ago, we're probably just a few weeks away from that first big uh, jump up where it ran up Mm. to around $60,000 in like... February, March range uh, last year, so it would be down from that. But so last year was a bit of a roller coaster ride. I mean, it was it was up way up, and then it was down, and then it was way up again. And if you can't handle that kind of stuff, then you just stay with the dollar, and you can be assured that you will lose value over time, yeah. day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. That the value of the dollar is going to continue to decline. You can rest assured with that. Whereas Bitcoin. Probably, well, I'm going to say probably, but has at least the possibility of gaining value. The USD Correct. is guaranteed to lose value. Yeah, and that's just their policy. That's the the money, you know, the monetary policy of central banks. So whether you want to comment on that or whatever's on your mind, plus I think you actually have actually have a story, Ari, about uh, Bitcoin here tonight. I don't know if you want to pull that up since we're kind of uh, we're kind of talking about it. There's a, a hate piece in the mainstream media because whenever Bitcoin starts to dip. Whenever Bitcoin's price goes down from an all-time high, which it always has to. I mean, there's no way Bitcoin can always go up, right? Like at right. some point, somebody's going to take what they call take profits. They bought in at whatever, you know, 20000 and then they sell at 60000 And then if they've got a whole lot of it, it might push the price down a little bit. Or if a bunch of people sell at that, at that level, it might push the price down a little bit. But then other people who've been waiting for the opportunity to buy at a lower price snatch it up. And yep. once again, the price starts going back up again. But the, that doesn't stop the mainstream media from, you know, dragging out the same old dead horse and beating it once again about how Bitcoin is on the way out. Yeah, that's what got my attention about this article was just the stupidity of the headline. Bitcoin is off to its worst annual start since the dawn of cryptocurrency. So like a little I, more than a decade ago. Yeah, when it was essentially worthless. They're saying that it's it's doing worse than it was when it was worthless. And also just that's not a very long history. So like the worst that's ever been for hundreds of years. Cryptocurrency only got invented a little more than a dec- decade ago. Yeah. What are we uh, 10 days into the new year? And I love how the mainstream media tries to paint Bitcoin as though it has some sort of a start time. Like, OK, Ready? Go! Okay, annual start. (laughs) Starting when? What, uh, midnight, Eastern time on... I'm assuming so. You know, January 1st, or are we going by Greenwich Mean Time, or what do we... How do they determine that? Yeah, they can't think in terms that aren't like the dollar, like, oh, it's 
you know, the first sector or whatever they call their crop. Well, with the, crop. T- the standard, uh, like, government markets with the regulated marketplaces like stocks, there's a certain schedule on the which... The beginning of the fiscal year. Well, no, they, they do a weekly thing where it's like it opens at, eight, you know, like, 9 a.m. on Monday mm-hmm. and closes at 5 o'clock on or 4.30 or whenever the hell it is. I don't pay close attention to the stock market. And it's market, Eastern but, time. Yeah, Eastern time. And if it's overnight... There's no trading going on, you know, if it and the same thing's true with like the Federal Reserve. You can't send a wire transfer after, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and and at some banks, they won't let you do it after two o'clock. But Bitcoin doesn't stop. Right. Ever. Correct. It's 24 hours a day. There is no time off. Doesn't matter if it's the middle of Christmas. Bitcoin is trading. People all over the world are buying and selling it. So I suspect they're just using January the 1st. Yeah, they're just picking some arbitrary date and saying, oh, it's so bad. What? Well, it did dip below $40,000 for the first time since September, oh no, putting it on pace for its worst start to a year since the earliest days of the digital alternative to money. The original cryptocurrency bounced off the lows of the day after falling as much as 6%. Oh, that's so unheard of for Bitcoin. Bitcoin can do that in five minutes. It absolutely can. And it could come back 10 more percent 10 minutes later. The senior financial markets analyst at City Index said it has been a pretty shocking start to 2022. There's a lot going on. We know that Bitcoin is volatile, but even for yeah. Bitcoin, we're seeing some really big moves. Yeah. Really? 6%. I, I mean, I'm looking here in just the last week and I see a down of, you know, not quite 10%. I this mean, this is standard issue Bitcoin. Yeah, this is totally normal. Uh, right. No one who's you know, interested in Bitcoin and passionate about Bitcoin is even remotely shocked to see a decrease in six by six percent. Yeah, that quote sound, sounded like somebody who either just made something up to sound smart. Right. Well, they're is- the senior financial markets analyst at City Index. So they're all about the status quo and the current financial system and stock trading and all of that. So any chance they get to say, oh, God, Bitcoin's doing terribly. Right. They're going to jump on trash it. The and using, it, uh, using their terms to try to apply it to Bitcoin. Yeah, it's saying, off to a shocking start. Saying that it's below $40,000 or that it dipped below $40,000, that's meaningless. <laughs> and it did. I think that was today. It dropped a little bit below $40,000. Good for the people that were able to buy it below forty. Yeah, but as I understand, it's already back above 40000 Of course. So. Yeah. I, I don't think it lasted more than a few hours. If, it's probably five minutes. Uh, more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, Of course, you can uh, bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. We are, by the way, raising funds for Give Directly. It is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients who are in need 
and they use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. And in the last decade, they've delivered over $400 million to over a million people. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away. That are choosing for them. So if that's what you prefer, we agree with you, and that's why we're going to match your donations to give directly up to a total of thirty thousand dollars. So if you want to help out some needy families in Bomet and Kalifi counties in Kenya, please go to give.freetalklive.com and you can help out there. Once again, that's give.freetalklive.com. We were just kind of talking about Bitcoin a little bit and the the recent price dropping. It has dropped down from. Uh, an all-time high of $68,000 in change in November to now just over $40,000 today. And, of course, the haters are using that as an excuse to once again attack uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, even though it's... That's pretty par for the course, though. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what we expect. Anytime, cryptocur- anytime Bitcoin goes down, they say it's dead. And anytime it goes up, they say it's a bubble. Yet there's still a $1.9 trillion market cap when it comes to the whole of what are counted uh, 16,616 currencies over at coinmarketcap.com worth, again, nearly $2 trillion. So for someone to look at that kind of value and say, oh, that's just temporary (laughs) is pretty ridiculous. So NFTs are temporary. And I mean, the idea is behind non fungible tokens. Yes. The idea behind NFTs is, you know, solid for things like verifying that you own a piece of actual physical property, using mm-hmm. it as sort of a deed- deeding system for actual real prop- property. That's that's probably fine. But the or even unreal property, like in the, the new video game universes where See, that's plots where of I land are it's... selling for millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Ever since I found out that the URL you own can just disappear i just don't see how it makes sense on oh online. the nfts no those don't make any most for the most part they don't make any sense well yeah but if you own digital metaverse land that'd be have to be pointed out by a url right no no it wouldn't be a url a url is just a web location so in the case of the people that have jpegs or graphics online those are hosted on a web server somewhere and the url mm. points to that uh, but as far as the uh, the land that is being sold in these online universe, metaverse things. Facebook owns that. And well, they're the ones who say, they're well. They're not selling. They're not selling no. the land. Uh, but the ones that are decentralized are up for sale. So there's decentraland, and then there's another one that is not coming to mind right now. But so, those aren't URLs. They're within a system. They're oh. within, you know, whatever this program is that they have, this decentraland program. And it just says, oh, well, you know, plot of land at... Marker X by Y by Z, you know, this digital location in this digital universe. I mean, it could all go away, Bonnie, if somebody turns the server off at some point. So, I mean, it could just get shut down. But I presume that there's some level of decentralization involved in a, you know, in a group called Decentraland. (laughs) And so I would hope that all that data exists, you know, in more than one place. So if something happens to server A, that server backup version you know, is put back online. There's certainly millions of dollars at stake. So I, I don't think that all the people that are essentially stakeholders in this decentral land are going to want to see their thing fail. 
So it's probably going to be around. I just couldn't see myself buying one of these plot of lands. Oh, God, no. Not based on what I've seen but of these. You, you can't see yourself spending time there, so that's why right. you wouldn't want to buy it. But, I mean, if they had something compelling, something that was actually like a video game where I could mm-hmm. spend time there and do interesting things, that, that would be cool. But virtual skee-ball with a torso? <laughs> uh, no thanks, dude. I'm good. I'd, I'd rather play the NES, you know honestly, I, from 1986. You don't want to go to the virtual... Ariana Grande concert that just sounds like they literally played the studio version of her song and had a torso of her there. I'd rather kill myself than watch Ariana Grande <laughs> virtually. Yes. Well, actually, I was, I'm glad you brought that up, Bonnie, because it's part of this story that I have here tonight about the metaverse, which again, just keeps getting pimped by... All this mainstream media out there. They do this every time VR comes up. They're like, oh, it's the big thing now. And it's going to crash and burn just like, I mean, they did the same thing with the 3D movies a number of years ago. They're like, this is it. It's here to stay. The technology's finally here. I mean, there's still a few movies coming out, I think, that are 3D. Doom was in 3D. Was it? I thought so. Okay. Yeah, they did a showing of the 3D version here at the Keen Cinema. I didn't go to it, but... Yeah, for whatever reason, at Keen Cinemas, they're only doing, if there's a 3D movie that comes out, they literally do two showings in 3D, and then the next week there's none. Hmm. And that's it. Is it more it's expensive weird. for them to do it? I don't know. And I mean, their, I mean, their traffic's so low, it there. seems like you could just show up and be like, hey, I'll give you an extra five bucks. Flip it into yeah. 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Can we watch this in 3D? I mean, it's all the same to them, right? You're probably the, the only person there to see the movie. That's, so It's sad, but it's it's absolutely true. But no, I get what you're saying, Arya. You're, you're pointing out that a decade ago when Avatar came out, more than a decade, 2009, I think, when Avatar came out and, and kind of brought about the relaunch of 3D movies, which of course also happened in, what, the 50s and then the 80s. Because remember like the, the blue and red glasses that they had once upon a time? for 3d so like there were different like there's been different iterations of of 3d movies so the the most recent one in 2009 there was all the talk about this is gonna bring theaters back it's gonna you know kill home movies and people are gonna go back out to uh to see movies again which is not really true Uh, um, my projector will do 3d movies but i can't watch any because they don't release any 3d movies onto any streaming platforms or anything so Hmm. do you have the glasses no, because you, you, can, too, right? you can't get a movie right. in 3D to watch at home, so it's pointless. You but, could probably pull up cool visuals to look at if you got the glasses. Maybe so. That's Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, so, But I, I kind of feel like it's different this time because... You're right that it's being pimped harder. It's he- heavy. I mean, it's almost every single day there's some sort of mainstream media piece pimping the metaverse as though it's the future of everything. So before, no one was trying to tell you that you were going to (laughs) get VR glasses and do anything besides, you know, shoot, you know, other kids in Halo or, or whatever we're talking, whatever video game of the moment happens to be in 3D. I mean, that was what 3D glasses were, 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 put out there for in the 90s when there was like the lawnmower man came out and there was really early looking kind of virtual reality back then of course it never came to fruit that didn't even come close to a consumer level kind of product it was just in development and people were talking about it and then you know come what was it 2011 2013 somewhere in that range uh we started to hear about oculus and we started to hear about some of these you know these other ones that were out there the tech was finally there it was finally like not too 
it was to- it had reached a point where it was tolerable. I mean, still some people are going to puke because the way the motion feels for them is just really weird and they can't handle it. Um, so for some people, it's completely intolerable. But I guess for enough people, it was tolerable enough to say, all right, well, we can make this a mass market product now. It's not, you know, the thing's kind of heavy, but it's not going to, you know, you can still play it for a couple hours and probably you'll be fine. Uh, so they came out with it. But no one was saying this was going to be the world-changing technology. It wasn't pimped that way. It was like, right. ooh, this is really awesome. Just think about the future uses for this. Like, oh, we're going to use this in the operating room to you know, do uh, operations on people or something. Like, There were certain, certain like, kind of uh, industrial applications that were being thrown out there for virtual so reality. So a bit beyond like surgeon simulator type of thing. Yeah, but, but to actually like, I don't know. I guess I don't know if it was just for training or to actually do surgeries or something like that. I don't remember all the details, but that- I just pulled them up to see what they look like on Facebook Metaverse. Why wouldn't they put legs? Just doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's just lazy they programming. Look no better than the Mies from Wii. I think that was the exact analogy I used. What is Wii? <laughs> uh, you know Wii, Nintendo Wii. Oh, that. Okay, more coming up here in moments. Uh, we'll continue here. We'll get into the latest pimping of the metaverse. And are you excited? Does anyone care about this? Call us up. It's Free Talk Live. Phone's open. If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. By the way, I want to say thanks to Ellen Blanchard, who is a Free Talk Live supporter in the AMPS program. We just started this thing a few months ago to replace our old AMP uh, system, which we had to blow up due to technical difficulties and also, at the same time, our credit card processor deciding they no longer wanted to be our credit card processor, and they're not going to tell us why. Uh, supposed, you know, risk, I guess, was the allegation, even though no one has ever said anything, you know, alleged that we committed fraud against any of our customers or anything like that. I suspect it has to do with the FBI investigation into the show. I would assume that. It's just speculation <laughs> on my part. Uh, but uh, the folks over at Patreon are are willing to work with us, at least for now. So we've got a Patreon over at amps.freetalklive.com. And that's what Ellen joined as a gold-level supporter of Amps. So you can join over there at amps.freetalklive.com. Gold means she's doing 10 bucks a month. We only ask for 5 Really appreciate the support, Ellen. And thank you to the other 70-plus people who are on board over at amps.freetalklive.com. We're going to continue on in the metaverse. Uh, continues to be pimped billions upon billions. Millions of dollars are being pumped into this concept by companies like Facebook. Oh, they've changed their name now. It's Meta. And also uh, Microsoft and other big tech companies who you can totally trust. But first up, it's Sydney in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I didn't want to call. I wasn't, didn't want to talk specifically about the metaverse. Okay. But I wanted to tell everybody about Mark Edge being on the show yesterday in case people missed that. Yeah, Mark, our uh, former, uh, I guess he's not our former co-host. He still is technically a co-host, but he hasn't been on the air for six months, roughly. Several yeah. months since I got out of jail, basically. He, uh, he he and I are not allowed to talk. Well, technically, he's not banned from talking to me. I'm just banned from talking to him. So I guess if he wanted to send me, you know, a note or something like that, uh, 
that's probably legal, but if I were to acknowledge receipt of the note or in any way communicate back to him, uh, they would put me in a jail cell for violation of some really ridiculous bail conditions uh, that I'm under here in the Crypto 6 case. So I had to actually sequester myself upstairs in the... So I was in the building, but I was in a different part of the building while he was here, which is just a ridiculous situation to be in with someone who I... Yeah. That's so ridiculous. It was a good show. I was very surprised good. Mark didn't bash the Free State Project too much. Oh, good. Uh, I, I, I was really concerned that he was going to draw that out for like three hours or something, but uh, luckily he wasn't running the show, so ultimately the captain, I think, got to decide what the topics were last night. Yeah, there was one thing that he said. Like He said that if I'm not hosting Free Talk Live, I have no reason to be in New Hampshire. That kind of stuck out for me. And um, another yeah. thing. Well, that's uh, unfortunately, that's just Mark's attitude, and that's the way it's been for him since he moved here. Um, you know, the reality of uh, Mark is that he is not an activist like the rest of us are. He moved here because the show moved. Uh, if, if I had not moved Free Talk Live to New Hampshire, he never would have moved to New Hampshire. He will, he will go where the show is, basically, because he just wants to be on the air. He wants to be behind a microphone. He wants uh, people to hear his opinions, and this is the best way that he can do that. So that's why he essentially followed me to New Hampshire, and that's why he lived here as long as he did. And, and as he's pointed out, if he can't be sitting here in the studio doing the show, then he'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Another moment that stuck out for me was he almost defended property taxes. Um, by saying that sort of that they kept things in order, that they gave sort of people the ability to keep others in check. He used, a, he used derelict property as a way to try to justify property taxes, that then the government could sort of get that property into the way that other people want that property to be, I guess. He, he backed down from it when Captain kind of uh, asked him, are you really standing up for property taxes? And then Yikes. he kind of backed down from it, but... Yeah, there was that moment. I definitely suggest people check it out. And another thing that he kind of ended with uh, was that he thought that Free Talk Live was a great way for people to call in and kind of ask libertarian questions. Like, that might be the best use for Free Talk Live. And I really agree with that. So I wanted to just segue really quick about the property taxes and sort of uh, New Hampshire exiting the, the possibly exiting the United States. Mm. What would happen to all the property that the United States federal government owns, like the interstates with those have to be purchased, like the value assessed, and then the Well, that's an excellent yeah. question. I got to say the interstates are probably the easiest uh, question to answer because I don't know if they really own them. I mean, if if there's something... They to were be, paid for by New Hampshire, weren't they? Well, certainly taxpayers paid for them, number one. But secondly, New Hampshire is the one that the New Hampshire state government is the are the organization responsible for keeping those roads up to you know to spec uh, it's not the US federal government that sends a road crew uh, you know, up to New Hampshire to work on I ninety five or whatever it is on the uh, the East Coast. So that that just doesn't you know to me that's that's pretty obvious. Like you don't you don't get any money for this. We've been spending however many millions of dollars on upkeeping your roads, so they're now our roads. But uh, the bigger question is, what about the like the White Mountain National Park? Uh, that's a humongous yeah. federally owned uh, park in northern New Hampshire. What about there's apparently like some sort of an Air Force base, I guess, out on the East Coast over by the Seacoast? Well, what about we that? know from history that attempting to kick them off the federal government off of land belonging to one of the states doesn't end well. Yeah. So I think the best course of action would probably be to just start sending them a yearly bill. 
They'll, they'll never pay it. Like a rent? Yeah. Bill? They'll never pay it, but you're making it clear to them that, hey, we this doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the I, last little kind of twist is I've heard you guys kind of uh, suggest open borders. Would sure. they be able to own property in New Hampshire? Could they come in and buy property? Would, would Who's they? they? Be an entity that the, would be to, the federal government, yeah. If somebody like, has property they want to sell to them, sure. Yeah, like an Apple, for example, could come in and buy a building for offices. Let's say if they wanted to run their business in New Hampshire, could the federal government do such a thing? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I, again, I think it would just depend, right? So ultimately, the federal government's just another corporation. And so and the federal government owning a, a building in New Hampshire, I don't think that would make it federal land all of a sudden. Like, Well, they would see it that way. Right. Like when you go on the post office property, they don't want you to carry a weapon, for instance. And, uh, you you know, you might get arrested for it if they find yeah, out but that you're right now. We're part of the Fed. I mean, the federal the United States. I mean, ultimately, if we weren't part of the United States, they couldn't just say, oh, I bought this building and now this land it's on is the United States. I think right? there's some things that could be acceptable and other things that wouldn't. So, for instance, I wouldn't want a federal prison uh, mm. here. I wouldn't want Absolutely. the federal courts here because they don't have jurisdiction anymore after we have you know declared independence on the other hand if the post office wants to keep operating here okay you know i mean that's fine they're mostly mostly privatized uh federal bureaucracy that for the most part isn't out there destroying people's lives they do have a police department inside the post office um so i mean i'm not necessarily happy with that aspect of it but, uh, again, if they don't have any law enforcement jurisdiction here anymore and all they want to do is, you know, sell stamps. And, and as long as they can't say that they're the only ones who are allowed to do whatever, like other people would have to be able to offer services. With them. Yeah, that's a good point, Bonnie, because right now in the U.S., the Postal Service has a monopoly on first class mail. I bet they just die out after a while. Probably. But they wouldn't have that in a free New Hampshire. So I think it would just depend, Sydney, on... You know, what the people of New Hampshire and their elected representatives, so-called, would want to allow. Yeah, I think we do have to remember it's not going to immediately go to, like, a libertarian paradise. No. It's going to be replaced by a government of New Hampshire, the representatives that are there existing in New Hampshire right now. Correct. If it even goes through. So, it's interesting questions, and thanks so much for your time, guys. Thank you, Sydney. Go. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. And, and that is an interesting question, and, and as far as the uh, the Air Force base is concerned, obviously they're going to you know want to keep that. Yeah. And I think you're right, Aria. The best thing that you could do in that case would be to say, all right, well, this is worth something to us, so we don't want to have a war. We don't want to no, fight. That, well, you know? that would not end well. Yeah, we don't want to have a fight, um, but you, know, you should pay us if you're going to be operating a military base in, yeah. in our property. And I mean, it's not like a military base in New Hampshire would be used to launch attacks in the Middle East or something like that. So as far as it would be used primarily for defensive purposes and training and things like that. So as far as objectionable uses in the military, it's not a big enough deal to be like, oh, no, you have to get this out of here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they were killing people actively, then that would completely change the situation. And I mean, they are. You could you could make the argument that that Air Force base is part of the same apparatus that is building Air Force bases that are killing people in the Middle East. But at a certain point, you, you just have to pick your battles when it comes to the government. But the rest of the federal agencies that are ruining people's lives, like the FBI and the DEA, they're out. Yes. They're not welcome here. They were an independent nation in the same way the FBI does not legally operate in you know Great Britain. It does not legally operate in uh, you know Madagascar. It should not be operating in 
New Hampshire in the nation, the free nation of New Hampshire. And if New Hampshire declares independence, it won't be. You mean when New Hampshire declares independence? That's better. Now, whether it'll be this year or not, that is really ultimately the question. Uh, If it's not this year, I want it on the ballot every two years. Every time there's a statewide ballot. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour of the program. You can bring up what you want. Coming up, the latest propaganda for the metaverse. They say it's going to change your life. We'll see about that. Uh, We'll dig into it. Plus, Bonnie's got a story that is uh, related to online tech, and that is what happens when you ask Alexa for a challenge to perform? One young girl, I guess, six years old or something like that. uh, I think it was like 10. Yeah, asked Alexa for a challenge. And we'll tell you what happened because it was kind of scary. The number here is 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Aria in the studio. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts first. though, Dave from Ridley Report at RidleyReport.com. Dave Ridley, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, I always like to say part of the genius of New Hampshire is that you have some cool idea or something and you find out someone in the legislature is already doing it, you know, to try and downsize the government. Cool. So like what? There is um, independence-related legislation uh, that has come up by itself sort of in, in the New Hampshire State House, uh, and that is an attempt to limit uh, the New Hampshire National Guard and de- sort of defederalize it a little bit. Hmm, I've heard about this. It's House Bill 1092, uh, quote, requiring an official declaration of war for the activation of the New Hampshire National Guard, unquote. So it removes uh, it removes the the feds the power to use the National Guard unless Congress has passed an article of war, which, of course, I don't think they've done since, what, 1941. Yeah. World War Two would have been the last time Congress declared war. And and so what you're pointing out here, just to clarify for folks, is that the National Guard, in a lot of cases, uh, in the Bush, I think it was the Bush administration that started it. Oh, they used the crap out of the National Guard, yeah. Yeah, and I suspect it continued during Obama, um, where they were sending over guardsmen to the Middle East. They're like, okay, well, we need more people, so let's tap the state National Guardsmen. And so this law, if it were passed, would essentially completely stop that from happening, because we know Congress isn't going to declare war. 
Well, some someday they might in certain circumstances, but this would severely limit the Fed's ability to use the National Guard. I don't know if it would limit the state's ability to use the National Guard. I don't think that the state, I mean, could the state send its guardsmen outside of the state? Is that something that they could, I mean, besides to, you know, respond to a hurricane in Florida, you know, throw around sandbags or something like that. Could could the state uh, governor in New Hampshire actually send the National Guard over to Syria? I don't know. I think in theory. the state guards, National Guard troops have been used, you know, taken from one state and sent to another, obviously. But I don't know if that's been done by the feds or by the state. Well, I'm, I suspect that it's the feds that are, you know, obviously it's the feds sending them overseas. But as far as, you know, New Hampshire is concerned, we know that in New Hampshire, the governor cannot spend, I think it's more than like $15,000 without getting the approval of the uh, what they call the executive council, which is a five-member group that sort of acts as a check on the governor's power, basically. So uh, I don't know if, if in order to deploy the National Guard that they need to go through the state legislature or if the, the governor can Seems just... like they probably would if he's limited to $15,000. Yeah. I mean, deploying the National Guard would cost more than that. I, I would think so, especially to go to somewhere like, you know, the Middle East. Right. So, I mean, this sounds to me like... And it why, would, would, why would they want to? Like, imagine we're yeah. independent. Why would... The governor of New Hampshire would be like, we're sending that. That probably wouldn't happen. Well, I mean, if we're independent, then it seems like it would not happen at all. But I, but Dave's talking about this would be a, a bill that is is under consideration for right now. Oh. So this isn't a question of whether or not New Hampshire is independent. This is trying to stop the National Guard, which is mostly a state organization um, that's trying to stop them from being utilized by the feds. And it sounds like it will stop them because I mean, the odds that the feds are going to declare war are very, very slim. I mean, it, there are people who've been around for 70 years and they've never seen this in their lifetime. Yeah, they don't declare war anymore right? because then, then it can end. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, a, a war has a definitive beginning and a definitive end when the old regime is toppled. By not declaring war... They turned it into something that going. is infinite. Right. Then it's an occupation yes. at that point. Dave, anything else you want to share? The, the hearings on uh, January 14th, 9.30 a.m. at the State House. Okay. And, oh, speaking of the State House, speaking of the State House, we, uh, uh, there is now a demonstration scheduled for New Hampshire independence on January 20th at, at, at the State House. And that's, um, uh, you can find all the details at uh, forum.shiresociety.com. Very good. Yeah, I believe that uh, independence rally was scheduled for two o'clock in the afternoon to start an hour and a half before the actual hearing starts uh, in Concord. So that way people can be gathered early and everybody can get in there and everybody's going to be on time for the hearing. And and that'll be great. Dave, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, He's referring to the New Hampshire constitutional amendment, which is, as we call it, CACR 32 here in New Hampshire, that is going to have its public hearing on January 20th. That's not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And this is going to be a historic occasion where the people of New Hampshire will, for the very first time in the history of New Hampshire as a state, probably have the opportunity to speak to their so-called representatives and tell them how they feel about independence. And it's very exciting. Or rather, just tell their state representatives how they feel about being given the opportunity through a ballot to voice their opinions on independence. Yeah, that's true. And that is the most important point is that the state reps here are not going to be voting on independence. They're going to be voting on whether or not people should be able to vote on independence. 
So they're voting on putting something on the ballot in 2022. That is all that we're asking them to do. Yeah, we'd never want the state reps and the senators and all of these other politicians to be the ones making the decision about no, whether no or not. there's no way they would do yeah. it. They love the system. They want to be part of the federal government. Yeah, they, a lot of them want to um, continue their careers into the federal government. Right. But they how many of them are power. And how many of them are willing to say, no, we don't think the people of New Hampshire should even be allowed to make this choice for themselves? That's what we're going to find out. That's not going to be a good look to the ones who are willing to say that. Yeah. And that's why it needs to be put in that way. And I mean, it needs to be clear to them because they're going to act as though this is a a, uh, resolution about secession. And it's not. It's about letting people vote about secession, letting the, uh, the people of New Hampshire make, you know, have their say at the ballot box. And then if they are allowed to have their say, it still requires two thirds of the voting population to say yes in order for it to move forward. So it's a it's a bit of a high bar, but it should be, right? Like to make a big decision sure. like that, it, it should be. To change the Constitution, you should have to get two-thirds. So I think it's very exciting. And it's not unprecedented for the New Hampshire people to vote for constitutional amendments. There were two of them proposed in 2018. One of them was like a right to privacy constitutional amendment. It was. It passed with it passed. over 80%. So it can be done. Wait, when was that? 2018 Hmm. it was it was impressive to see that pass by such a wide margin yes let's go to tom he's also in new hampshire you're on free talk live go ahead tom Uh, by the way the u.s constitution in article 2 section 2 quote the president shall be commander-in-chief of the army and navy of the united states and of the militia of the several states when called into the actual service of the United States. Mm, It doesn't say anything about has to be a war. It's got to be. And I don't care what the U.S. Constitution says, though. Well, that's what uh, Dave was saying is they're going to change, potentially change New Hampshire law to say that there does have to be a war uh, in order for the uh, National Guard to deploy. Article 1, Section 8 gives Congress the power, quote, to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions, close quote. But what I wanted to call up about and say is with all this nonsense and ridiculous uh, garbage being uh, thrown about about the uh, attack on the Capitol, I mean, all this uh, totally false. There was an attack on the Capitol? Is that today? On January 6, 2021. Oh, that. You're talking about the unauthorized tour. Yeah, well, what I want to uh, say, I want to add some nonsense of my own about that, and that is that I'm blaming it on Bob Dylan for inciting it. <laughs> if you listen to that, back in the 1960s, I mean, that is kind of a scary set of lyrics there describing pretty much what happened. The, the times they are a-changing... I don't know. I mean, I don't know if times have changed enough. Oh, look up the, the lyrics. Song, the, time, the, time, the song, the times they are changing. Yeah, but those people didn't change anything. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I mean, all they did was walk around. Good, good effort, Tom, couple, I guess. A couple people took a few unauthorized souvenirs. I think that there ha- has to be something in the lyrics he's pointing out. But. We'll continue here in moments. If you want to share your thoughts, you're welcome. Talk Live. Phones open. If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. 
And I do want to let you know about Intercoin. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, you can get it on an exchange over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up over there, and that means your privacy is kept intact. You can deposit dozens of different cryptos, including Bitcoin, at X Markets, trade them for Tether, and use that Tether to then buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about their vision over at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR at xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. So we're talking about the metaverse, which is definitely not the cause of liberty it seems more like the cause of keeping people under control i mean you you said the headline of this article or something suggests that you know this is going to change your life and that's what they all say that phrase is stuck in my head though they're talking about video game technology here how pretentious and insane are these people to be like oh this new plate this new vr is going to change your life dude no It's not. I realize that they want to envision this great new world where everyone is connecting digitally. But have you seen this stuff? This is not life-changing technology. This is horrible. The cities in there look just like Club Penguin. What's that? It's a a website from, um, I don't know, the early 2000s. Not early 2000s, but like mid-2000s. That was a video game place. I mean, the mountains were literally purple- yeah. Pyramids. So you're talking about like really low resolution kind of. It's not like the resolution. It's blocky. just like it looks like me's walking around without Penguin legs. Plaza. And the me's oh, yeah, are legs. the Nintendo persona that you could create for yourself. Yeah, on sorry, the Wii M- me's from Wii. I think they're called me's, like M I I. Yeah. And I mean, the whole point of that was that they were very basic. They were very cartoony. They were. They didn't. I mean, it was the Nintendo Wii. This was not a top-of-the-line gaming PC, so it wasn't very technologically capable. And the the worlds that Facebook and Decentraland and all these others are putting out, they're about on the same level of quality as the Nintendo Wii from 2007 or whenever the hell it was. <laughs> Did you guys happen to see this, re- uh, this virtual Walmart thing? No, no, but I hate it already. She hates what ben- real Walmart. What benefit? It's so bad. That's true. <laughs> I, but why not just go to Walmart.com? What's the benefit? That's the, what I don't understand. Uh, there's, I have not watched the video. Okay, I've only seen screen grabs from this, and it looks really bad. Like, really low-quality 3D graphics, as, as you might expect now from the metaverse. If you want to play but, a video game to escape and go do something fun, why would you go to Walmart? To Walmart, yeah. <laughs> and so there's like this floating um, video, I guess, overlay of a Walmart employee who, I guess, is talking to you as you're, wa- as you're driving around like a virtual shopping cart. A Walmart employee talking to you is also awful. Not what people want, right? Yeah. The um, story here from so the- they're assuming that you're one of these that you're disabled or severely overweight and you have to drive around one of those little carts and that you can't just like walk. I, I guess you are walking um, in the virtual experience with you know the little hand controls and so you can pick products off the virtual shelf. A, and put a, them- a severely low resolution example of that product. It I just guess. looks really it looks bad. And uh, if you 
if you buy it, do they do they ship it to I you? I presume they ship it to you. Yeah. So the people behind a VR shopping experience at Walmart have revealed that a video widely shared and ridiculed on social media Thank goodness. in recent <laughs> days is actually five years old. Mutual Mobile, an end-to-end development company that builds, quote, transformative digital experiences, unquote, for its clients, told social media users Thursday that it was behind the VR version of Walmart. Quote, here's the full uh, video of our Walmart VR store concept demo, the company wrote. Almost five years later, this demo is proof of how experimental VR once was and how far it's come today. The nearly five-minute-long clip shows what a virtual shopping experience at Walmart could look like in the future with a digital shopping assistant aiding the trip around the virtual store. At one point, a customer is recommended a red wine, a Pinot Noir, which the virtual shopper takes from the shelf and puts inside the digital cart. At another, the shopper is told that a service charge has been added to their basket for car refueling. Not sure what that means. Uh, but on Monday, dozens of social media users mocked the virtual reality Walmart for being a waste of time and not realistic. And more than 10 million well, people on. watched the video on Twitter. Yeah, because I'm watching this now and it's significantly better than the meta stuff that <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, that Facebook has put out. And this is half a decade old. Yeah, this is a lot better than anything from, that I've seen from Decentraland or any of but the it others. It still looks like garbage. It still does not look good, right? Sure, uh, but like it looks even more dismal than an actual Walmart visit. It does. It, yeah. <laughs> it but it's it, dark. It's, it's neat. It is fascinating, and it is better than any of the stuff they've put forward since this video. One critic wrote, "Nobody, not a single human being on this earth, has ever said, you know what I really want to do in VR." I want to go shopping at Walmart, they said. It's no like, one ever said they wanted to play skee-ball either <laughs> or hang out and watch Metallica. They're just making this crap, this crap up, and I don't think it has the market appeal that these media organizations writing these articles think it's going to have. I don't think the average person is going to care about this stuff. It's well, crazy to me that Skyrim came out, like, I don't know how many years ago. It's a decade now at this and point. it's like a nice looking universe people can wander around in and do unique things that they can't do in real life but then meta thinks that they're they're doing something groundbreaking by creating basically club penguin yeah and you can there's vr versions of skyrim Skyrim. right Hmm. i wouldn't recommend it well at least for me it just caused severe vertigo Hmm. but it was interesting but yeah skyrim and 10 years old massive i could see that's the sort of thing that i could understand okay you're going to put me in this fantasy world where you already have pretty broad license to do whatever you want, and now it's in VR? Okay, I'm interested. You want right. me to go shopping in Walmart, <laughs> you immediately lose my interest, and I immediately hate your product. There's a bizarre quote here. It's like shopping on their website, but you get charged for damages if your objects clip through the floor. Why would... What? How can you damage their digital <laughs> Virtual floor? products? Uh, quote, I mean, this is pretty cool conceptually, but, said another person, if I still have to go out, if I still have to go out to do this, why not just go in the store? Well, oh, is no. the idea that you'd have to go and pick up the products from the store? Is that what they mean? Like, you go and shop them online, and then an employee goes around and picks the products and then puts it up at the like the customer service counter? Like Instacart, but significantly yeah. more stupid, and but, then you still have to go get it? And takes more time than just picking things off the website and going to pick up? And he says, this would be needlessly complicated. I'd rather see what I'm buying anyway. 
So to this article's credit, it's making fun of this particular application. But the story that I did bring in here from the New York Post, this is one of these, ooh, wow, metaverse articles. Yeah, people got married there. It's so unheard of. Imagine scaling Everest, swimming with hammerheads, or skydiving over the Grand Canyon. See, without ever leaving your living room. This is why normal people shouldn't be allowed to talk about VR. (laughs) This right here. Climbing Everest, seriously? That's the best they can come up with for a VR experience? Yeah, imagine. How about strapping on a sword, climbing a mountain, and slaying a dragon, man? Come on. (laughs) There's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. The number 603-283-6160. Well, I guess the idea is they're trying to bring people into this technology who wouldn't normally want to slay a dragon or do something fantastic uh, in a fantasy world. More coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Your comments are welcome if you want to weigh in on the metaverse, this new concept that is being pushed out there heavy with billions of dollars being invested by companies like, well, formerly known as Facebook, now known as Meta, and Microsoft. And they're doing... Go ahead. I was going to say, sounds like uh, Zuckerberg is having a midlife crisis. What do you mean? He's just like, you know, it's not going to be Facebook anymore. We're going to put it all into Metaverse. It's going to be called Meta. It's just going to fail. I mean, it's... I think it's going to fail. But it's... They're pushing it so hard. But they're pushing it in the wrong ways, right? Like this article you're talking about, they swimming with the hammerhead, skydiving into the Grand Canyon, climbing Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. Granted, climbing Mount Everest is difficult but not everyone even wants to do that. I don't want to do it. Me either. But if I did, I would do it in person and not in VR because you, it's not the same. And I don't care how much these people say it is. Skydiving through the ca- Grand Canyon, you're probably not legally allowed to do that. So I, I could sort of see the appeal there. It's still going to look like Animal Crossing. It's not going to look like not the real... Not necessarily. No. If, if it's just one particular video game designed for that, they could make it look really, really good. Yeah. You got to remember, just because Facebook is... Oh, I thought that this was Facebook's metaverse talking about No, it. no, or, no, no. you know, no, Horizon. Meta- no, no. These that's... are all different video games that these oh. companies are developing. They don't want to call them video games, but it's that's what they are. still not going to look as good as just a video of somebody who's probably... It's probably out there. You can probably Google a video of somebody skydiving over Grand Canyon. Yeah, but there's probably cranking. somebody who put a 3D, you know, camera on and and did something like that. You could probably relive their experience. 
but just to explain this a little bit further, what they're doing here, Bonnie, is Facebook is basically mailing in this Horizon Worlds. They are putting zero effort or you know, very, very little effort into designing this technology. Uh, it looks like garbage. And as, as, as you've pointed out, a 10-year-old game, Skyrim, which you know, people that pay attention to games, they know what that is. People that don't know what games are, you probably never heard of it. Uh, but uh, Skyrim's an incredibly gorgeous-looking game, even for ten years ago. Uh, it's a uh, you know, like a first-person fantasy thing. You got swords, you got dragons, you got you know, orcs or whatever, and uh, and it's really an, an amazing product. That looks fantastic. But this new uh, Facebook Worlds thing or this Horizon Worlds looks like you know a joke. It looks like a child designed it. And it doesn't it's look any bad. better than uh, Minecraft, and you can already do Minecraft in VR and in do whatever 3D. you want. Right. I'd say it looks worse than Minecraft because Minecraft has a style to it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's not designed to look beautiful. I mean, but it can if you have a computer that can render you know ninety six chunks of, it and you've got this huge sweeping landscape. It's actively beautiful, mm. but. It's not meant to be. It's meant to you use 16 by 16, I think, pixelated art to accomplish its mission, and it works. Right. So every VR application out there is different. So some of them look have a design that's supposed to look oversimplified. I mean, like, that may be what some designers want, right? Like, they want a simple-looking world that's not crazy detailed, and then some people do want crazy detail. If you're going to be skydiving over the Grand Canyon, it better look like the Grand Canyon, or else no one's going to want to do it. And I've sort of swam with the hammerheads and VR already on PlayStation VR. I don't remember exactly what the game it was, mm-hmm. but you know, it was you're Underwater. in one of yeah, you're in one of these cage things and there's, the shark there's sharks swimming around <laughs> and it sinks you down and you feel like you're actively, you know, sinking mm-hmm. through the water. It's except a really, without the whole drowning yeah, thing. It's a really <laughs> cool experience. Yeah. But it's not real life. It, yeah. it was neat, but the, there's nothing there for me to ever want to go back to either. Yeah, and how long did the experience last? Five minutes? Yeah, five, ten, maybe. And you're like, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. Right. It, uh, it's a very passive experience. And obviously something like climbing Mount Everest wouldn't be as passive, but... But it also wouldn't have any actual exercise effects on you, right? Like, when you're really climbing something, you're actually engaging probably most of the muscles in your body, right? Like, I've I've never gone up the side of a mountain or anything like that, but I think, you know, some people have done rock walls or whatever. And so, you're actually using your muscles. Yeah. I'm just now imagining, right? Like, you've seen video of people in VR, right? That not, not what they see, but the video of the person who's in VR. Yeah, the girl who did the metaverse demonstration thing showed herself in VR, and she moved her hands a little bit. Yeah. That was about it. Right. I'm just trying it's to imagine It's basically the Nintendo Wii, but now you have to strap on the virtual with boy with it. Yeah. And so I'm just imagining the video of the person who's quote-unquote climbing Mount Everest, <laughs> standing alone in their room, reaching up and then reaching up again. And, you know, maybe that's good for people that don't ever move, right? <laughs> like, if if all you do is sit in a chair all day long, then maybe the climbing Mount Everest app on on the, the metaverse is actually going to help you, right? Because then you get up out of your chair, hopefully. I guess you could probably play it from in your chair or you something gotta start like somewhere. Yeah, but, you know, lifting your, heads up, your hands above head level, 
I mean, that's something that they don't do very often, right? Like, normally it's just they're using their mouse. Well, there's already keyboard. things for that that are better. It's not like... Uh, there's workout it's apps, not like, right? It's not like VR came up with this first. Like, there was... I think it's Xbox. I played it at a friend's house once in high school. They had basically Wii controllers, but they had you do things that were would really tire you out. Like, you would just be facing the TV, not not VR, and you would be, like, trying to smash balls that popped up in the air, things like right. that. Like, you sure. actually got kind of, like, a workout from it. So it's not like VR created this idea. Was it one of the idea. ones that you do it to music, or is it just random it, balls I can't remember. The one I played was probably music. I don't remember. Yeah, because some of them, there's, like, beat, bo- you know, I don't know what they call it, beats, you get these, like, swords, and you have to slash at musical notes that come by you, and those could tire you out, actually. Yeah, so it's right? not like VR is, like, creating an awesome workout app either yeah i was uh, married to my ex-wife at the time when we first got nintendo wii because you know it's all the rage let's do it mm-hmm. like after that first night we were so freaking sore dude yeah that's good that it, it was it was days before either one of us had any interest in picking it up again well we also had um the one that has a thing on the floor i forget what it's called like a pad the wii with a pad on the floor. Oh, so, the Wii Fit board? Yeah, the Wii Fit. And yeah. that one kind of felt like you were actually working out because you'd walk in place. It definitely doesn't work you out as much as really walking. Well, Nintendo loves that sort of crap. They've been doing it since, since, the, 80s. since the 80s. Yeah, with the stupid trackpad that kids yep. beat with their hands because yeah. they were smarter than <laughs> Nintendo. But Nintendo loves it. I mean, because they know they're largely responsible for resurrecting video games and making an entire generation of fat kids who can't do anything else. So they're like, all right. Let's make Pokemon Go then and pretend like we actually care about all the obesity that, you know, happened to skyrocket in the last 30 years. Not because of video games, but... And now robbery is skyrocketing because of Pokemon Go. I will say... There's another story about that. We'll get into it. Pokemon Go was brilliant. It was lacking in anything that would constitute gameplay but the the solid idea there of well let's come back let's come back to that because you've got a story all about the police and choosing to play pokemon go instead of actually catching an actual robber we'll get into that and that's augmented reality versus virtual reality right and we'll just we'll describe what the difference is um but let's continue here with the latest pitch piece for the metaverse quote I want to walk through the grounds of Trinity College, Dublin, to turn the pages then go of the do book it. of <laughs> Yeah, but it costs a lot of money to, you know, get on an airplane, and, and then Wait. you got to get a vaccine. And, and it, it looks like a video game. It's not, I mean, obviously. Well, we don't right? know, Bonnie. We haven't seen what they're talking about. These apps may not even exist. It, it may just be in somebody's mind about something that because they want to see created. If it looks like a video game, if it, it's just like, oh, it looks like Versailles, but video gamified, I'd way rather watch a video of the Palace of Versailles. It may not. It may be a very high resolution 3D experience. I mean, it depends to we me on the quality of the graphics. If it looks like this crap that we've been seeing from Meta, then then no. You, this you isn't just from this isn't just right. from Facebook. Yeah. Right. This is but the, I, the, the, the quote unquote metaverse is open to anyone who wants to develop for it. But the best I've seen so far was that Walmart clip. <laughs> that that's the best of any of these meta and that's five years out of date. <laughs> but it, it was better than than the disembodied torsos <laughs> running around in meta playing virtual ski ball or whatever with they're just trying to paint a picture of what this could be like. None of these things actually exist, at least that I'm aware of. No, and, the, the, and they're doing this instead of looking into what it's actually like, because if they looked into what Decentraland and all these other organizations are doing, they're like, oh, this is, this is, it's not, ha- it's not now. It's the 15 t- years ago technology being hammered into new tech uh, goggles, basically, yeah. is what it looks like. You can slay dragons on Minecraft VR right now. That's right. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in on the metaverse or bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live. Phones are open. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. The mega corporate uh, technology lords out there like Microsoft and Facebook want you to believe that the so-called metaverse is going to be your future. And the I'm ma- suddenly curious. I mean, you mentioned that the Walmart video, the Walmart clip that we saw was you know being criticized relentlessly online. Have any of these people criticizing it seen any of the stuff that's been put out by Meta and Decentraland? Because they're significantly worse than what this Walmart video has. I haven't seen Decentraland yet. I'm going to look them up. Tell you guys what I think. It's about the same level of quality as Meta's. I'd say it's better. I mean, Decentraland, actually, you have legs. Okay, that's so, true. <laughs> that, that alone makes it more realistic. Was it just too hard for them to program it to where it looks realistic with legs? Like people would be floating, so they're like, let's just chop off the legs. Uh, that's what I'm thinking they did. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what they did, just to make it easier. Like, why do we want to spend our time animating legs? We'll just have floating torsos. I just, this, It's like, not the real world, so why this not? This style is just so boring. It's The some- animation or the graphic style, you mean? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the bitmojis that people, you know, my little avatar mm-hmm. on Snapchat that yeah. you say is ugly. That's, the oversimplified, animated yeah. looking kind it's of. Just really ugly, really. Avatar. Nothing like inspiring. Definitely not something I want to stay in this world and look at it for a long time. We'll come back to it. Uh, we got Talk. He's on the line calling us from Texas. Talk, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Gal. Hey, what's on your mind? Hello. I just was curious about your thoughts on something. I didn't want to read anything about it. I didn't want to read anything about it because I wanted to think for myself about I got the basic concept from Elon Musk. He says, we're living in a simulation. And I thought, well, I don't want to read anything. I don't want to hear what he says or read anything else. You know, I hear some other people talking about we're living in a simulation. And I thought, well, I don't want to read or anything. I just want to think about it myself. But I did respect you enough, you guys. I wanted to hear your opinion on this. Have you thought about it? This is something that has come up on previous episodes. I don't think I don't think Elon Musk has spurred the conversation, but I guess uh, he's been talking about Pong, according to the Independent.co.uk. Pong, like the video table tennis Pong. He uh, cited the 1970s video game Pong mm-hmm. accor- uh, in order to reassert his belief that our perception of reality is in fact a hyper-realistic computer simulation. Responding to a tweet about Pong posted by a popular engineering trivia account, the SpaceX and Tesla boss said the advancement in graphics and gameplay in the years since Pong was released implies that humanity is on a path to create digital worlds that are indistinguishable from the real world. Quote, 49 years later, games are photorealistic 3D worlds. No, they're not. He wrote, what does that trend continuing imply about our reality? I just think that we obviously really do project kind of a simulation that we live in because... All we are is a brain, and it can't see or feel or touch, so we have different uh, senses and different organs that can do that, and they just deliver numbers to your brain. Your brain projects you know, an image. You know, kind of it, in other words, you know, you're, you guys were talking about the Matrix, yes. and of course, Bonnie, you like the Matrix, so <laughs> listen up. So it's what you're saying is like, the, it's the Matrix, except with, with no machinery, it's not necessary. All that stuff, all that stuff in the original. I guess it's original. I, I'm not a fan, really. But, but the, well, I mean, uh, that's just science. Your brain 
doesn't see or feel or touch anything. You have different organs yeah, in your right. bodies that do that, and it's just electrical signals that are being interpreted by your brain, and you have no way of knowing whether or not those electrical signals actually correspond to anything in reality that's or not. That's the point, right? But, that's that's what people who are who believe in the simulation theory are essentially saying, is but, that we don't know. Okay, the thing I is... Total, I got a total twist on this. That you're, you're gonna, I think you're going to love this. Okay. okay. If, if you ever sat down... Have you ever sat down and, and just listed the number of crazy stuff that's going on? Just write down. You can number it or just start writing. We do that every night here on Free Talk Live. <laughs> yeah, what, what is this going to convince me of? I, I understand the concept okay. of writing down things that I think are crazy. What's the point? Okay, okay from my viewpoint, let's see if I can uh, line this out. I see... These crazy coincidences. You ever, George Norrie, he's like, there are no coincidences. And I'm, th- I'm telling him, no, everything is a coincidence. <laughs> he's, got it, he's got it all wrong. Everything is a coincidence. Like with me, it's, mm. there's some strange stuff. Like I walked in the library, got a magazine I've never seen before, uh, uh, Economist. This was years ago, and now I'm familiar with it. But I looked at an article on China, and then I go home. And this is like a magazine I've never seen. And, and like the next day, there's this radio program on that very article that I read out of The Economist. So, are, so what is it? Just, I, I'm not understanding where you're going with this. It's like thousands and thousands of coincidences for me. You're creating the world that you expect in a sort of Truman Show way, where you're the one who's creating the experiences? Is well, that, some people no, suggest that that is the case. I suspect that there's something, there's something going on. Well, go ahead, Bonnie. It's very strange. One thing that kind of goes with what you're saying, talk, is that molecules have been proven to behave differently in labs when they're being observed and not observed. So it does seem that you seeing that article, and then the coincidence of you hearing somebody else talk about it the the same next day, like those things could be related. Like your brain thought about it and kind of attracted that radio uh, station to be on at the same time as you. I, I mean, obviously, I don't have any answers. Yeah, it but. gets into some, you know, it's a pretty deep topic. And thank you, Talk, for bringing it up here tonight. Uh, you know, the question, of course, is are we creating our own reality? And are we all having a different uh, reality to some extent? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a fascinating dress. topic, but it's ultimately irrelevant. It's theory. Mm-hmm. It, know, it doesn't it's, matter whether this is real or not. It's the only experience any of us have to go on. We get. So yeah. Yeah. it we, doesn't matter. We know that we're all experiencing the world a little different because of that one meme that was like a gold and white dress or a blue and teal dress. People see on, different colors. Yeah, people see different that. colors. <laughs> Uh, Musk said previously he subscribes to a simulation hypothesis laid out in a 2003 paper by philosopher Nick Bostrom, which points that future advances in computing power will allow later generations to run a vast number of highly detailed simulations of their forebears. If this eventuality occurs, Bostrom claimed... Quote, then it could be the case that the vast majority of minds like ours do not belong to the original race, but rather to people simulated by the advanced descendants of an original race. And I was going to say something about that. I just think that that added on part that there's literally like a computer out there simulating this is the most silly thing. Like, I mean, it's just speculation, obviously. And Elon Musk saying it doesn't make me think it sounds any smarter than anyone else saying it. I think that 
It's just like the Matrix, right? Like somebody sort of retelling uh, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah. It's like if you have no way to unplug it, unplug from it, then what's the point of even having the discussion, right? Okay, so I'm I'm really hooked up to a machine. There's nothing I can do about it. So I'm gonna go have dinner now. I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand why people are so fascinated with this topic about whether or not reality is real when it doesn't matter in any direction. Yeah, I uh, I I kind of feel the same way. It's like this is the reality we got, so you got to live within this uh, this framework. Now, and and the thing is, what you don't want to happen is to go too far and to think, oh well, it's just a game. You can just do whatever you <laughs> no, want. No, that's you know? that's really what my sister does. My sister said that. My, I mean, my sister has been spiraling into a crazier and crazier mindset for years, like very honestly dangerous. And uh, she has said to me before, I feel like my money is just. Uh, you know, fake money, so I might as well, well spend it, it on pre- pretending I'm a, a doll and decorating my doll life, and she really is crazy. She doesn't do anything productive, and she's just spiraling. But, if she's not, spiraling. but maybe she's not crazy. Maybe the rest of us are crazy. Well, I'm sure that's what she thinks. But we have no way of knowing. She's not out, like, hurting people. Like, if, if all she's doing... <laughs> like okay. <laughs> Bonnie looked at me because she actually did get attacked by the same sister, I guess, at one point, but... Uh, you know, I she, didn't know that. I just saw the look. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Generally, she's not going around like you know smashing people's heads in because she's come to the conclusion that none of this is real. That is the the real danger of what you're talking about, sure. Aria, which is to say, going down the rabbit hole of coming to the belief that oh well, it's all a simulation. Well, there are consequences. You know, even if it is all a simulation, whoever wrote the rules, it's going to simulate some consequences too. Yeah, it's going to mm. simulate consequences to you. So uh, you better you know keep that in mind. Uh, but that said, now we are seeing people building simulations, and they're calling it the metaverse. Uh, so the first steps are being taken into this world, and one of the major steps is the ongoing propagandizing of the people to make them want this, to try to drive them into this technology. And Arya, you predict that this isn't going to take off. It's not going to work out. And I would say that at, the, at least at this current price point, you're absolutely right. I mean, the average person isn't going to want to go buy a $500 headset and then a $1,000 or $2,000 computer just so they can fake climb Mount Everest. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of... Where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because... I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program here. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. 603-283-6160. 
Is there anyone out there who's actually excited by the metaverse? I'm way more excited about Bar Fight VR. Were you looking at the footage from there? Uh, well, you mentioned it, so I looked into it a little bit. Uh, yeah. And it looks so much better. Is it than- VR? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's for PS4. Mm-hmm. And, oh, really? Yes, and other contemporary gaming systems. So, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, the video game companies are going to be the ones who are actually using this technology. To the max. Yeah. yeah. Is Bar Fight already a game before it was a VR game? I've never heard of it. I don't know. It, the game is called Bar Fight VR. There may just be a, a bar, bar Fight. fight. Hmm. But, I mean, it's it's shovelware. This is not a top-of-the-line... What's that? Describe a shovelware. A really low budget game made for to be small and mm-hmm. to entertain you for like 10 maybe maybe 30 minutes and then you never play it again okay like cripple smash <laughs> yes exactly like i don't even know what that is but i can tell you from the name that's shovelware <laughs> yeah you and that's what bar that fight last? is it's let's have a digital bar fight in vr it probably costs six dollars or something on the playstation store and you play it for half an hour, and then you never play it again. It could be something that you could play for a long time, because what is that game where you fight each other? Dang, I forget what it's called. There's a ton of those They're, games. The, the main one. <laughs> Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat okay. is actually pretty fun. I've played it before. Which one? There's like 12 of them. I don't know. I've played it at one of my old friend's house. It wasn't like the, mine. I have the newest one, and I was shocked. What's the newest one? I, 11, I think. Okay. It's 11 or 12. I don't remember now, but it, it was like 80-something gigabytes, man. I was like, this is obscene. Yeah, I'm gonna uninst- I am gonna. uninstalled it, but it's not because I hated the game or anything like that. It's like, dude, it's it. eating up a tenth, almost a tenth of a terabyte <laughs> for a fighting game. So they're pimping this metaverse thing hard and heavy on ma- mainstream media. I mean, I just don't know if there's anyone besides the journalists themselves who are actually excited about this. There's so much feigned excitement out there in the media, and it's just... I, I gotta agree with you, Aria. I just don't see, at least at this point in the game, this thing really catching on, even though they are pushing it so hard. I mean... They're trying. They got Ariana Grande, who's like singing in Fortnite, trying to get people to come play. You know, in Fortnite to see people. And she's not the only one, I guess, who's performed there. No, there have been and, concerts in Minecraft as well. Yeah, so they're trying to do what they can to get people to leave the real world and join the metaverse. And I want to ask Sarah if she is actually interested in this technology. Sarah, what would it take? To get you to buy a pair of virtual reality goggles and join the metaverse. I am not interested. You know, I, I want to deal with reality. I, I don't like this fake stuff. Like, I, I'm more concerned about, like, prices of hearing aids. Hold on, you Sarah. Know, uh, Hold on. Before you get into that, because if you did participate in this virtual reality world, you could sit at a bus stop without someone smoking <laughs> next to you. You could ride a virtual bus without having to deal with the homeless people, right? Well, it's an imagination. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess guess you could pretend that there are no smokers when there are, you know, make yourself happier, I I suppose. You create your own reality. But, you know, I I really, I never go to movies or anything. I I have things that, you know, that like hearing aid prices that... Look at how many wives of military wives that are, they're, you know, they're suffering because uh, they have to shout and repeat things 10 times to our husband. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's. So it's you don't not, go to movies 
because of hearing aid prices. Did I get that correct? No, just I, I just I don't I don't I only would want to go to a movie that that relate. I mean, I want to learn more about the communists and the Russian. There's a lot of films about female Russian spies, and that sounds kind of intriguing. Hold on, a second. <laughs> based in reality. No, I get what she's saying. She's saying she doesn't want to watch a movie based on a fake video of a Russian spy. She'd rather learn about it in real life. Is, right. is that what you mean, sir? Well, yeah. I mean, there's some uh, uh, movies I like if they're really the content is based on reality. And so, you like a documentary. Right. There were really the the uh, women Russian spies here that were sleeping with guys. They have a movie out about that. They're in the 1970s. And and they could have gotten if they got caught, they would have been jailed or, or got into serious uh, well, consequences. They they were risking all of that. For Sarah, I want to go back to the hearing aids because that's what you had yeah, called. Yeah. That's what you'd called about. And I'm wondering when you're saying hearing aid prices are too high, what are you talking about? Hearing aids they're cheaper now than they surely have ever been. I I've never looked at pricing on hearing aids before, but you know the technology has gotten better, right? Like over the last 4 oh, decades yeah, or whatever. That's correct. I mean, but do you wear a hearing aid? Well, are you a hearing aid expert? You you definitely can hear very well. No, I'm not you a hearing aid the- expert, but anyone I know you're new to this internet thing. But all you have to do is go online and look. I mean, you can buy hearing aids at Walmart uh, yeah, for, for like 89 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Those things don't work. Uh, you, the thing is, you have to pay about $1,200 or more for hearing aids that work. What do you mean they don't work? work? I mean, this has 4.7 stars with 1,200 ratings. Obviously, people are getting value from this particular product. My grandma, she has one that works too good, so she can never hear anything I'm saying. You have to scream directly in her face to listen or to talk to her because she won't put in her headphones or hearing aids because they work too well. She's like, I'm sorry, Bonnie. I don't want to hear the fan blowing (laughs) on the ceiling, so I never put on my... uh, Hearing aids. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, know what you're talking about. Well, you buy the hundred dollar, the hundred eighty dollar ones. I mean, that's that's probably what it is. But but from what I hear is that the ones that really do work, it costs about three thousand dollars a pair. Have you ever tried the, one of the, the ninety dollar pairs? Well, you know what? I'm not going to waste my money. I've seen them in. You can catalogs. take them back if they don't work. <laughs> Well, send it back. I mean, it, it, I see it in the catalog, but I'm not even going to try it. Because you know what? I bought a... a that, that's a, a really toy, good way of keeping machine. your mind closed and saying that they're too expensive is to not try the cheap ones that could work. Yeah. You just don't want to test it out. Well, I do mean, you wear headphones? I mean, uh, hearing aids, Sarah? No, but no, the problem Richard. is that I live with people that have hearing problems. And uh, I, I see The part about military spouses was the giveaway. Nice. I, I I feel like wearing out their voice, all those poor women that the wives are the one that's suffering because they have to scream and repeat. Did you and Richard get married? With them all the time. Well, I mean, I mean, but I live here, but I have to deal with him. You know what I mean? And that's not the only. Are you going to get married? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't really think so. I like the arrangement. Do you like, want to get married right now? No, no, it's, it's just good, but I have to live here with him, and then he watches the TV room She's not now. really saying no. She's not. Is he listening well, I mean, in the other room? Is he listening to this? No, Do- I'm in the other room. Okay. Does he want to get married? No, that's not important. It's just that it's hard to live you with You want to help your friend. I get, I get to be. Uh, Aria's badgering no, you about it, and myself. it's not fair. 
you you want to help your you want to help yourself so your friend can hear the things that you're trying to say to him that you live with. Look, I don't understand your reluctance here. I mean, as Aria well, pointed what, out, what I'm saying is that it's a ripoff. No, These Sarah, companies are a ripoff because only who can afford three thousand dollars for a hearing aid? Ninety dollars. There's a company called. Have you tried them? How would you? How do you know if they work? You, you know haven't tried them. No, because I don't need it. You don't need it. How do you know if they work or not? Why do they I, have three thousand dollars? All I know is, all work? I know is, look. I know you're a communist, Sarah, so let me see if I can walk you through how the marketplace works briefly. Okay, I'm going to just put you on hold so you can... Uh, oops, I dropped her off the line. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I'm just going to walk you through this. Uh, the, the marketplace gives people what they want. And without government regulations keeping the marketplace from creating and com- uh, competing, prices tend to go down. Quality tends to go up. So over the last few decades hearing aids have gotten cheaper and they've gotten better than they've ever been in the past just look at how good the average television is and how cheap it is now sure you can still spend three thousand dollars on a pair of hearing aids because there's some company out there that'll let you do that but there's a company here called audion hearing and walmart carries this product for less than ninety dollars and this company offers a 45 day money back guarantee so with a money back guarantee on the products you literally have no reason not to try it and i don't make any money off of this there's more coming up this is free talk live phones open if you want to join us here the number 603-283-6160 with you in the studio, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. We go uh, back to your phone calls and thoughts. And coming up, what happens when you ask Alexa for a challenge? You know, one of those things they do on the internet to usually make a fool of, fool of you. <laughs> so what does Alexa tell you? And we'll find that out because uh, one little girl tried it and came up with a pretty scary answer. Plus, cops uh, called on a robbery, an armed robbery, decided not to go because they were too busy playing video games. Aria's got that story if we get the chance. Uh, but uh, phone calls first here. We go to CW calling from out west. Go ahead, CW. Uh, Arizona, KTOX. Yes, sir. Hey, um, man, I, 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 I like that Sarah said she doesn't want to marry that man. That means she's not in it for the money. She just wants <laughs> companionship. She loves him, and she's not. She doesn't want to marry him, and because you know when you marry somebody, you're guaranteeing yourself for money. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's how it usually goes, and I, I like that about her. That's maybe a good communism, point. Maybe communism isn't that bad. No, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyways, you have a good uh, point. If people get married in a communist society, it's Certainly out of love. Yeah, it's there's not no, the money. There's, there's no, no money. material benefit or gain to it whatsoever. So I think communism is actually, there are some good points to it, but it's completely garbage other than that, I guess, right? I'm not sure what the good points are. <laughs> well, I anyway. mean, marriage is stupid. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Indeed. But anyways, uh, man, I'll never play video games. That's garbage, too. You know what? Never? Really? No, nah, no. Nah. Maybe when I was a teenager, I liked to play the shooter games. That's about the only games I like to play is first-person shooters. Okay. Because, right. because I, I, like to, I like to be ace, you know what I'm saying? When you're ace, that means you're number one. That means you're top of the boards, and that's about the best. Yeah, that doesn't fly game. in communist societies. Give me an idea of what uh, game you did enjoy. What was a first-person shooter, your favorite one? Uh, what was it called? 
Oh, uh, Soldier of Fortune was my favorite first-person shooter. It was like PlayStation. No, it was computer. It was all computer games. Yep, yep. I remember. I played Soldier the second. I played the second one back in the day. Yes, so, yes, I think it was part two. Yeah, that was the best first-person shooter. I loved it. Yeah, and there was, was one. another one, Crossfire. Crossfire was a a free game that you download on the internet, and that was absolutely beautiful. But you're done with them now. You're you you don't have time for it anymore. Yeah, I, you that's know, probably I, good. No, when you're an adult, I got plenty of things to do. I got business to grow. I got, I, you know, I'm I'm working out in my yard. Yep. I'm smoking 50 cigarettes a day. <laughs> That's know? a whole job right there. <laughs> <laughs> Aria can relate. That's two and a half packs a day. That's quite a lot of smoking, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of with you on this. Uh, I, I, I grew up loving video games, and I still there's still a warm place in my heart for them, but I just don't spend time on them. I just don't. Yeah, uh, you know. I've got other things that are interesting. My, I used to watch my friends play video games. That was about the only thing we would do. And then when they were done playing video games, we'd stay up all night playing Dungeons and Dragons or White Wolf oh, wow. or Mage. We'd play a lot of that stuff. You're all into but, the, you know, uh, the gaming back in the day. But, you know, now, now I'm in my, my 30s. I, don't, I, I just got too much stuff to do. You I know? heard you. That's, CW, thanks yeah. for the call tonight, man. I do appreciate hearing from you. And that's what, you know, you got an interesting life. You don't have as much time for things like games. That's one thing yeah. I did appreciate about Sarah's call, that she is not into pretending she has a different life. She'd rather just live her own life. Yeah. And I don't, I, don't, I don't look down on people who play games. I mean, it's, they're fun, and they're, yeah. the technology is fantastic. And, you know, I, uh, I try to kind of keep up to some extent. I do watch the, um, what are they called? The, what's the game review thing that I, I'll, I'll watch every now and then? The, they Angry. do like the music. No, they do like the music, uh, not music reviews, but like the movie. Honest trailers? Honest trailers. Yeah, I'll watch okay. like the Honest video game uh, trailer. That way I kind of know some extent like what games are I didn't are, know they did those for video games. Okay, yeah, I got yeah, something they, to watch later. Yeah, they do. They do one a week, just like the Honest movie uh, trailer things. And it's like, oh, okay, that's enough for me. I've seen the game, you know, I've seen some clips from the game and I, I really am not interested in playing most of them. It's like, oh, I, I see what they're doing there. That's okay. A, that's very much where I'm at. Uh, the only games I played in the last two months, I think, was when I was on airplanes, and even then, mm. I just used my Switch to play like chess. So it wasn't oh, even wow. like an actual game, but wow. a video interpretation of a board game. Huh. Then I must be playing the most video games here right now. You are the biggest gamer here. For and sure. I don't even play real, real video games. It's honestly <laughs> embarrassing. But I play. Don't I play them in a productive way because anytime I need to listen to something, I can't just be staring into space. I just start playing Angry Birds or Diner Dash on my phone, so my part of my brain that wants to wander is distracted. Why aren't those real video those are real video games? Okay, then they're real video games, but like they're phone games. It's not like I'm like actually on a console or anything. I never yeah, played but I've games always like that. hated that about console and PC gamers looking down on the mobile market. The mobile market's the biggest gaming market that has ever existed there's a ton of money in it right yeah and to just and there's some extremely good games out there like uh i think it was mark or conan one day they were playing one of the kingdom rush games on their laptop and that originated on mobile and the the gaming series is fantastic and what, is, what is that one of those tur- tower defense it things? is tower defense mm-hmm. and it's one of the best tower defense games out there and it wouldn't exist if not for the mobile market mm-hmm. and then there's stuff like the final fantasy 4 remake that is just brilliant on android and sure you could have played it on Nintendo DS if you were one of the weird people who had a mm-hmm. handheld Nintendo console 15 years ago. But now you can download it onto your phone right now and play the entire game. And that's 
That's unheard of outside of the Nintendo Switch. These phones here do what the Nintendo Switch does just without the controller and without the ability to play something as graphically demanding as like Breath of the Wild. See, I, I'm not going to say that I'm some sort of game purist or anything like that, but when I was um, playing more games over the last decade, which was never a whole lot, but the further back you go in the last decade, the more I was playing video games. Sure. Um, you know, mobile games were starting to be uh, be a thing, and I could never justify spending the battery time on them. I would just <laughs> my phone just never like, dies. I just would, you know, I want to have my phone for phone things, and you know, checking an email or you know, making a phone call or whatever. And you know, if you get into playing video games, you're just going to suck that battery down, and you're going to have nothing left. So, just to me, none of those, none of the mobile games ever really called out to me to say this is worth your time, well, and you should get into this. To be fair, I would never play a mobile game if Neopets didn't die in. January 2020 with Flash. Mm. I, w- I was always just playing those games for my, you know, if and I'm listening to something. those were on a web browser, right? Yeah, yeah, I would play it on my laptop if, if all my... I mean, Neopets isn't literally dead. They're trying to bring as many things back at, at a small amount of time. But it's been a year now and my favorite games aren't back up yet. Mm. So it's really sad. See, I mentioned Final Fantasy IV because that is one of the games that I played through on mobile. And I mean, it's an extensive game if you go through the New Game Plus and all that. It takes a good 40 or 50 hours. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was sort of half watching television. This was probably a decade ago. And yeah, the phone was plugged in the entire time. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, there's no games installed on my phone because I'm, I'm the same way now. I don't. I don't see any value in it. If I'm going to plug something in, I might as well just be playing an actual video game with a full-on television or computer monitor or something like that. Yeah, but they'll just strain your battery now. And then it's like, okay, well, now I don't have a phone and I'm bored. Great. That's not an improvement. My phone just never dies. I charge it at night when I go to sleep, and then I wake up and I play video games all day while I do stuff on my phone all day. I don't understand how you can pay attention to something while playing a video game, but... It's because I play, like, Mahjong matching or Angry Birds where you're just breaking stuff, or... 603-283-6160 is the number here. That's 603-283-6160. But none of us are excited for the so-called metaverse. But let's talk about the cops and Pokemon Go coming up. Talk Live. You can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. Oh, we kind of skipped over the uh, the metaverse pimping and just went full on in talking about you know gaming in relation to the real world. And you can, of course, comment here at the number 603-283-6160. In fact, speaking of the real world, uh, video games got in the way for some police officers that were supposed to be responding to an actual crime with a real victim. An armed robbery, apparently, and Arya is going to tell us about that. Of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind, and you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. We do have a social media platform. You can go to social.freetalklive.com, and you can interact there with other Free Talk Live listeners and hosts, and it's free. And we run the server, so you're not ruled over by Twitter or Facebook or some other big tech mega corporation. Uh, we set the rules, and the rules are pretty wide open. You can post about whatever you want there. So head over to social.freetalklive.com. All right, what is the story with these police? Yeah, well, the headline is wrong. It says Pokemon Go caused two LAPD officers to ignore a robbery in progress. Hmm. Now, Pokemon Go didn't cause that. Hmm. The two officers, the officers caused, caused that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. 
Everyone that's played Pokemon Go has probably at some point in their life played it when they shouldn't have. I can testify, I can attest to that, at least for myself, back when I actually cared about Pokemon Go, which was like the first three weeks after it came out. And then right. I realized, hey, there's not a whole lot to actually do here. I'm moving on. Sure. Everyone. Wait, wait, aren't you supposed to capture all the Pokemon? Well, you're also supposed to battle people that also play the game, but the battle uh, it system wasn't was that fun. so terrible. Oh, yeah. really? I heard it's improved a lot since, but that first experience was so bad that it's like th- it there's no recovering off. from that. Mm, yeah. It would be so fun, honestly, if it was really, really easy to do and fun, but I just was, I couldn't figure it out. No, I think it was just a s- tap on the screen was what it was back then, and it was like. Not entertaining, and do or do a long tap for a strong hit or something. It was as basic as you could possibly get. Wow. And of course, battling Pokemon is like ninety percent of what you do in the games. So I have never played a Pokemon. They're game. just RPGs. That's all they are. Okay. Where you have one hundred and fifty different characters with unique abilities. I see. Or at least that's how it was. Then now there's like eight hundred or something different Pokemon. But mm. yeah, maybe they pulled out their phone while at work and played a few rounds. That seems a strange way of describing Pokemon Go. I'm not sure this article, this article's author ever played Pokemon <laughs> Go because there aren't really mm. rounds that you play. But anyway, moving on. The thing is, though, most people who have done this before were probably not police officers. And when they chose to step out of work, they likely were not ignoring calls of a robbery that was currently taking place. If that example sounds very specific, that's because that's exactly what two LAPD officers did. In recently released court documents, it was unveiled that two officers chose to ignore a robbery that was in progress so they could chase a Snorlax. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This particularly surprises me because Snorlaxes aren't uncommon in Pokemon Go. So it's not not like this was some... They could find these things anywhere. Yeah, this wasn't some rare thing that, oh, my God, we have to seize this opportunity. They're they're everywhere. Hmm. Or at least they were. Then, after supposedly capturing the Snorlax, they doubled down and went after a... I, I don't know. It's from a future generation that I never played a Togedic, I guess. While many Pokemon play, Go players can probably relate to the desire to go catch a Snorlax, doing so instead of responding to a robbery is probably not the best move. The reason this information is available to us is because the two officers who were fired are, they were fired. So that's good. What? Yeah. Oh my God. That's I mean, shocking. This is pretty egregious. Well, they did ignore a robbery to play Pokemon Go. So, I mean, that's. But on officer up safety. In, well, they're currently appealing their termination. <laughs> of course. Listed among the reasons why they're appealing is because they weren't actually playing the game, but were instead relaying that information to groups on their app. I don't I understand what, what that so means. They told people in some app, uh, we're, we're not going to get the burglary, we're chasing a Snorlax, and they're trying to say that they were joking or something. I think they're saying that, hey, we opened Pokemon Go and we saw a Snorlax and then we told other people about this. Hmm. About the Snorlax or the robbery? <laughs> I don't know. Not the not the robbery, presumably. It's all very unclear. Hmm. This rebuttal is, of course, ignoring that the likely reason they were terminated had to do less with what they were doing specifically while playing Pokemon Go and more that they were actively doing something involved with the game rather than doing their job in a critical moment. They do have the quotation here. I don't know whether or not it's actually worth reading the excerpt. Yes, it it is. Petitioners, that would be the two cops, denied playing Pokemon Go while on duty. They claimed they were monitoring a Pokemon tracker application on their phone, which is playing Pokemon Go, (laughs) but not playing the game itself. As for catching Pokemon, Officer Lozano insisted this referred to capturing an image of the Pokemon 
on the tracking application to share with friends, while Officer Mitchell said his statements about fighting the Togetic referred to <laughs> relaying that information to the groups on my app. Well, oh even, my if, even if that's true, I don't understand how that makes it any better. It's like, I wasn't playing Pokemon Go. I was on Instagram taking a screenshot of a Snorlax. No, Why it, is that better? It, it's worse than that. <laughs> I mean, that would be bad, but they're saying that Pokemon Go isn't a game. Mitchell mm. said he did not consider the application a game because it was not, <laughs> quote, advertised as a game. Oh my god. He thinks this it's legalese real? stuff. They're like they're playing legal word games. Oh. They're trying to with the court. It's not gonna work, I don't think. Petitioners admitted leaving their foot their foot beat area in search of Snorlax. I can't believe I just read that. <laughs> but they insisted they did so both as part of an extra patrol oh and God. to chase this mythical creature. For anyone that's surprised to find out Pokemon Go is still being played all these years later, I actually kind of am surprised to hear that now that they mention it, the game itself has managed to get even more addictive since it was first released back in 2016. Gems were buffed up. That's just There's hundreds of new Pokemon to capture, and there are raids everywhere. Whatever all of that stuff means. What I'm taking away from this is that, yes, these cops are counting on a judge or a jury to not know what a video game is. It could actually be interesting to... To hear them legally define what constitutes a video game, because they're saying, "No, we weren't. Pl- we were fired for get playing a game, and we weren't playing a game. Pokemon Go isn't a game." But I, I don't know how it couldn't possibly be a game. Where was your article from? It is from Edge Gaming. I got one from Vice here. The, apparently, the officers are appealing the decision of their firing claiming that LAPD violated their privacy by listening to their conversation. They subsequently lost their appeal, so they apparently are still fired. Um, And uh, in the so this is like they wanted to find out why these cops ignored the robbery, so they 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 watched their their body cam footage or whatever. They had some way of of listening in, and uh, according to the audio, I guess after Mitchell apparently caught the Snorlax, exclaiming (laughs) "Got him!" Petitioners (laughs) agreed to go get the tug tick and drove off. Mitchell said that he buried the toctic and used an ultra ball on it and was still trying to catch it after quite some time. Quote, holy crap, man, this thing is fighting the crap out of me, Mitchell said, according to court records. Quote, quote, holy crap, finally, the guys are going to be so jealous, unquote. And it's not playing a game? It sounds exactly like playing a game. (laughs) He was fighting a toctic and his friends were going to be jealous that he caught a toctic. Well, because of things like Animal Crossing and stuff like that, I don't even view video games as being these things that have to have end goals or even plots or anything like that. It's just a setting in which you can interact with stuff and have consequences. That, to me, is what a video game is, and that could be almost anything. Yeah. So, I don't see... They lost the appeal, but I don't see a judge ever saying yeah no pokemon go not you're, a game. you're right it's, okay. it's not a video game <laughs> right like well would the judge have said oh okay it's a porn app so you're fine you don't have to go mm. into yeah that's know? why i said the instagram thing i was like yeah. would the judge say oh it's fine you were just on instagram when no. you ignored the burglary in not. progress uh you know i'm not 
I don't care if the cops are out there playing video games instead of arresting, you know, a teenager. Yeah, for Let them capture the Snorlax, not yeah. the drug dealer. Oh, right. yeah. I was going to say that was going to be Arya's idea if she was sheriff was to have them do this. To play Pokemon Go. Yeah, but they would have responded to robberies or I would have fired them. Yeah, that's no. the thing. Like, okay, if there's an actual violent act going on, maybe they should go and do that. And so in this case, for once, the court made the right choice and they fired these guys. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. And now they got way more time to play Pokemon Go. That's true. Now that they're out of work. Now the boys are really jealous. <laughs> and it does make you wonder what boys they're talking about. Is it the entire oh, department? Wow. Like their whole like office? Are they all playing Pokemon Go all the time? I it's bet. just these two just got caught for it? I kind of hope so. We're coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number if you want to join in here in the remaining moment, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Is the metaverse going to take over your life? That is what the mainstream media wants you to believe. Color us skeptical about it, but boy, they are going to pour a lot of billions into this, and there's a lot of propaganda out there hitting every single day, every week. Uh, in mainstream publications. If we get the chance, we can talk further about that. But we've just sort of been talking tech and gaming uh, here with some of the news items, like the police. Uh, apparently in Los Angeles, a couple of cops have actually been fired because they played Pokemon Go instead of responding to a real armed robbery call and then subsequently tried to act like they weren't playing a video game. Yeah, they weren't playing a video game. They were monitoring an application. <laughs> For Pokemon that they could then capture, quote unquote, and I guess you earn points for that, right? Like, is that what, like, do you get levels and points in the Pokemon Go game? I mean, that was one of the places they screwed up was that Mm -hmm. you didn't really have, there there were strength differences and, Mm -hmm. you know, you could sort of make your Pokemon stronger, but it didn't have the depth that a leveling system would have had, like the video games did. Hmm. So it was a disappointment for you. Very bare bones. So, uh, Bonnie, you've got a story here as well, and this is also about technology, specifically the Amazon Alexa device, This essentially this spyware. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> spy device that you can put in your own home. Volunteer and, spy device. Yeah, and then they listen to you, and ostensibly, you know, they answer questions about whatever the hell you want to ask it. And so recently, somebody asked it for a challenge. Yes, this says Amazon's Alexa tells 10-year-old girl to touch a live plug with a penny. During the holidays, a little girl wanted to engage in some physical challenges. And by challenges, I, I don't really know why it says physical challenges, but by challenges, what the author means here is like the water, ice water bucket challenge. Oh, I don't doing. think so, based on um, what I read about this article a few uh, weeks ago. It was ch- challenges like, hey, you know, Rub your tummy while you pat your head. Those mm. sorts of challenges. Well, Something that may entertain a child without being a TikTok trend. Oh, okay. Well, or at I least that's how I understood bucket it. Is pretty entertaining. Which one was that? Remember, didn't we do that with Will Coley once upon a time? Where we? Yeah. I don't think a ten-year-old girl wants to do it <laughs> for no reason. We did but, though, and it, it was fun. I never wanted to do that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it again. I mean, it was summertime here yeah. in New Hampshire as well, so that made it easier. But right. yeah, that was like a, we tried to do a kick. Help Some kind ice of charity kick thing. the bucket challenge yeah. or something. I like, want to say that I would try the, bo- what was that, uh, crate challenge? 
Oh no, God, I wouldn't try the crate challenge. But That's it, nuts. That's the one where people like can break their legs and stuff. Yeah, easily. I was gonna say I, I would be too afraid. I want to say that I would try it because it kind of looks fun, especially no, if you do it in like grass. Fun. But it also do the looks Reaper scary. challenge. No, that's way too scary. Okay, well, at least you won't break a leg with the Reaper challenge. That's true. You may break a Conan. <laughs> yeah, that was so scary. Okay, it says the little girl wanted to engage in some physical challenges, so she asked Amazon's Alexa for some challenges. Alexa, challenge to do. Alexa indicated that it had found some challenges on the web. The voice assistant suggested, quote, plug in a, a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. Kids, don't try this at home. Adults, don't try this at home. This is really bad advice. Never plug in anything halfway into an electrical no. outlet. No. And then touch the prongs oh with your God. fingers or anything else. Says That's that, terrifying. Evidently about... They a, do use that method in, in like gel and in the military and stuff like that to, you know, create a spark so they can light a cigarette or something oh, like that. That's, that's going to create more kill than yourself. a spark. Evidently... I wouldn't do it, but I've seen people do it and they did not get injured, but I would not recommend it. Yeah, no, I've seen video of this happening and it is a flash, like a explosion kind of... It's like using a taser to... Yeah. Light your cigarette. You definitely don't want your kid to do it. Says, evidently, about a year ago, there had been the penny challenge circulating on TikTok and some other social media sites, which is so messed up. Alexa's algorithms picked up this challenge and shared it with a 10-year-old girl to do in response to her request for a challenge to do. Luckily, the little girl was smart enough not to listen to Alexa. Thank goodness. Her mother was also there. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, I mean, has Amazon commented on this? Have they said, you know... How'd that get yeah. in there? It says, after being fo- informed about this incident, Amazon told the BBC that it took swift and immediate action to update Alexa to prevent Alexa from suggesting such activity in the future. This is why you can't rely on Alexa and Google to take care of your kids. Yeah, and all of this other stuff, because they're dumb. Alexa has no ability to actually look through challenges and think, oh, this this seems like it's probably a threat to human safety. I shouldn't recommend this. First, get a Tide Pod. Then, open your mouth and drop it in. <laughs> I don't think that would even kill people, though. Would it? it was it just really Ill. uncomfortable. It made them very sick. I think it might have killed some people. It probably people. could kill maybe like a small 10-year-old girl. I don't know. That was a yeah. stupid challenge, man. Zoomers. The penny challenge thing is like something that dumb high school guys would do, right? Like that's the level of intelligence. I saw somebody take a bong hit of a Tide Pod and that looked like the worst thing ever. They were just immediately like coughing so hard. How do you take a bong hit of a Tide Pod? You break it open and put it in a bong? Well, not a bong, but a dab rig. So they put some, uh, you know, a little bit of the, the Tide Pod into the... Metal, Wait, they vaped part. the Tide Pod? Like a dab rig, you know, like you, you put it into the little black glass part with the stick. And they, they vaporized and you, it? I don't know if that's and called vaporizing it? it. That's what, a, it's that's like what a, a dab rig is. A dab rig is a vaporizer. A dab oh, okay. rig takes a heated uh, glass, I don't know what you call it, but uh, something that yeah, you put Yeah, a little glass the, bowl. Yeah, you put the, the weed or whatever or the... the uh, it's resin or something, the, right? Yeah, the, you heat the it wax. Up with, you heat that's it up it, with wax. the... Um, fire first with actual right. like torch and then you stick it on with like a stick into this glass bowl yeah, that, that's what he did essentially it boils it but with a tide pod oh my god and he was just like it was like the second the smoke looked like it reached his mouth he was coughing like so hard like he was dying that's good that's being horrifying. stupid should be painful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Is there anything else that you wanted to share from that, Bonnie? So eating Tide Pods wasn't enough for this person? It's like, <laughs> I, I have to, to take this it. to a new level. Yeah. <laughs> I want I'm, it in my lungs. I'm going to dab a Tide Pod. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty stupid. Well, about the penny touching challenge, the Alexa suggested, it says, Amazon also stated that customer trust is at the center of everything we do, and Alexa is designed to provide accurate, relevant, and helpful information to customers. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, that's what they say too. Yeah, it's the marketing cover. And I mean, this viral trend or whatever was more than a year old. You said that it was circulating on TikTok. And I can't imagine. Oh, the too- penny thing? Yeah, yeah, it's been around for a while. I can't imagine too many people actually did this. They just spread it. You know, how you can say, oh, microwave your phone for 20 seconds to dry it out. You know, you can skip the rice or whatever. <laughs> I don't think anyone actually does it. They just share it in the hopes of getting some stupid Someone person to do, do it. it. I think some people really do do it. But yeah, they they just think it will work, not because they're not a challenge. Like uh, uh, when I went to buy a radar detector like a year and a half ago, some of the mm. reviews were like, this doesn't detect the cops. Like, oh, you have to microwave it for 30 seconds to activate cop detector mode. <laughs> what? Because I mean, if people are stupid enough to think that a radar detector is going to detect every single cop, then maybe they are stupid enough to put it in the microwave to activate the super secret cop detector function. Yes, I mean, the, people- the radar detector will only detect the cops using their radar, not the ones who aren't. Yeah, and not all of them even have radar to use. Really? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I though. would think that'd be standard issue, but yeah, I, I don't know either. Maybe some departments only have a few radar units. I know New Hampshire state troopers recently upgraded to laser. At least no. one of them did. Yep. What? Yep. I, I, thought I had they never were... heard the sound before, and suddenly I just it started making this weird noise that I'd never heard. And I looked, and I said, laser, and sure enough, no. there's a state trooper right there. Yeah. Oh, no, that's terrible news. You sure you weren't in Massachusetts? I'm 100% time? sure. <laughs> I was right there at that uh, roundabout near Swansea. I mean, it was, Damn. I was like three minutes from my house. Oh, because that used to be like one of the real perks for New Hampshire was that there was no laser. Well, it's, it's only happened the once. The one time. Still, but, though, that's not good. That means the, the Pandora's box is opened. At least one state have, trooper here has yeah, it. Yeah, if they can have one, then that means they can have a bunch of them. So, But if good. I understand it, isn't laser, like, it may be more accurate for them, but isn't it more narrow? Like, they have to point it at this specific right, area. Right, so they know it's you. That's the problem with laser, is once True. you get hit by laser, you're done for. Like, yeah. there's no there's no doubt. You can't say, oh, no, it was the car behind me or or whatever. You can't, There's like, there's mm-hmm. nothing. They've, they've got you. So when the laser uh, indicator goes off on your radar, it it's just It's already means, too late. Yeah. You've been hit. They, you know, if they pull you over, then you're, you're going to get pulled over. Or, you know, oh, they're just, true. they're giving you a heads up that that's likely to happen. If you were speeding, there's a good chance you're getting pulled over in that case. You, you don't get the heads up. Like, with radar, you can detect it over a hill. And then you can oh, slow yeah. down before you get to them. With laser, they're already seeing you. Out of time for tonight. And join us tomorrow night when Conan is going to be back on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll have a little reunion with him. And I think we're going to talk about mass psychosis. So that'll be fun. I've been looking forward to discussing that. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. <laughs>